0: So we're going through the Bible, um, and some of these minor prophets. Some people are like, "Oh, I haven't, I've never heard of uh, that minor prophet," and that's okay. That's why we're going through it, because <laughs> I want you to know the whole Bible, because the whole Bible points to Jesus. Um, it doesn't point to us. It doesn't. Um, it's not all about us. Okay, it is about Jesus who did that for us. But if it wasn't for Jesus, we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be breathing. We wouldn't be alive. We wouldn't have the planet. We wouldn't have the stars. We wouldn't have the air to breathe. We wouldn't have anything if it wasn't for God's blessing. And the interesting thing is God blesses how many people? Everyone. Everyone wicked or not. But there will come a day where he will separate, and you need Jesus at that time. So why not do it now? Jesus is the central of the whole book, All 66 books of the Bible. And so we need to pick him now to get to God. And so his name in Nahum is the stronghold. And now when I talk, when I think about stronghold, I think about what? Castles. Okay, they're in strongholds. I think about. Yeah, there you go. Minecraft. Okay, I know, that's just kind of weird. Yeah, I still play Minecraft. But anyway. Um, stronghold, you know, there's there's tons of information in there. There's ways to protect yourself. There's walls. There's all kinds of stuff in those strongholds. And so, as we think of Jesus as our stronghold, um, here is Nahum pointing to that. Now he doesn't say the word Jesus, but he definitely hints that there is a prophet that the prophecy is going to be fulfilled in Jesus as the stronghold of our life. And so, about a hundred years before. Um, Jonah went preaching to Nineveh. Remember that? Uh, we talked about Jonah and that he went to Nineveh. And, and Nineveh was a huge city that they were doing evil in the sight of God. And Jonah kind of ran away. And then he got swallowed by a great fish. And then he got spit up on the land. And then he went and he, he was like, God's coming. Repent. God's coming, you know, with a sad face on his face for three days throughout the city. And the city said, oh, we got to Repent. We got to have sackcloth and ash we have to fast and we'll tear our clothes and we'll we'll repent to god and so jonah goes up on the side of the mountain and he's like all right it's gonna happen fire and brimstone's coming down god is gonna punish them and he's eating popcorn well I actually wasn't eating popcorn but can you see him you know I, I gotta get my drink i gotta just see this whole thing blow up and what does god do to nineveh at that time saves him and Jonah's like oh come on god you're a forgiving god why would you do that and he complains but then that king who repented and who had everybody following the god of the bible died and the next king kind of didn't remember that and not only they were evil but then they became double of what they were before and god said a hundred years after that he said nahum And they didn't change. And so God destroyed Nineveh. But this is the prophecy before that was destruction. And the prophecy should have stuck, saying, wait a minute, God relented last time. You can do this again. You can repent. You can come back to God. And they said, no way. And God did not relent. But Nahum was pointing not only to Israel repenting, but he's he's, uh, prophesying that today... Jesus is our stronghold, and we can run to him. When things are crazy in this world, when things are actually good in this world, both times we still need to be in the stronghold of Jesus. And so, we look at Nahum. He is our deliverance. Jesus is our deliverance. And so, when we are delivered, we run to the stronghold. And so, anytime we talk about the stronghold here in the sermon, we're talking about Jesus. So, point number one. The stronghold will bring judgment. Now, I know that's not a a nice topic these days. And everybody says, don't judge me. If we judge by the word of God, the right and wrong of God, then we are judged also by what? God. Now, if we judge by our own opinions or our own biases, then we'll be judged extremely in in the wrong direction. We cannot judge by our standards. We cannot judge by our opinions. Do we do it all the time? You betcha. Is it right? No. But God says he is going to judge. And so if we have his word, if we have what is right and what is wrong, we need to teach the truth in love. And when we teach the truth, there is truth and there is falsehood. If there is truth, there always has to be what? Falsehood. If there is good, there always has to be? evil. Okay. So how do we know that what is good if we don't know what is evil? And if we don't know what evil is, we don't know what is good. And so who defines what is evil and what is good? God. It's pretty basic. But we're like, no, I want to do it my way. It's mine. We're either going to be judged by God's standards or we're going to be judged by our standards, and ours is not good. Because we sway, we have biases, we have prejudices. But God does not. When He says something is wrong, it is There's no arguing. You can argue with me all day long, but you're arguing with God, not me. Because God is the judge. And so Nahum 1 5 6 says this Mountains quake because of Him, and the hills dissolve. Indeed, the earth is upheaved by his presence, the world and all the inhabitants in it. Who can stand before his indignation? Who can endure the burning of his anger? His wrath is poured out like fire and the rocks are broken up by him. Guys, God is going to judge. We better be on his side. If not, we're going to be judged by his standards. Look at Psalm 119.66. Teach me good judgment and knowledge, for I believe in your commandments. Also in the New Testament, it says if we love Jesus, we are going to do what? Obey his commandments. It's very simple, yet it's very hard to do because we're battling this spirit in us that says, we want to do it our way, we want our right, we want our wrong, we want ours, 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 and God's like, no, this is the way it should be. And then he warns us if we do it our way. You're going to get hurt, just like a dad, you know. And we get hurt and then we blame God. But we're like, oh, you're supposed to do it this way. Nahum is prophesying that God is the judge. He's a loving God, but he is a wrathful God also. And we forget that. We forget that hell is hot. And you will burn in hell for the rest of eternity if you don't come with Jesus. That's it. There's only two sides. There's no gray area, there's no in-between. There's no, hey, I'm gonna have the hold the hand of the world and, and God at the same time. No! Stop loving the world what's the pleasures in it and stop getting and stop, and and stop that and love the desires of Jesus's heart which is love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and self-control and to mark in your life these things that God says are wrong are wrong I don't care what the social thing is or what the culture says who cares they're not judging me who is God and so you better follow God's rights and wrongs. I don't care what the law says. I do want to do it in love. That's a very thin line in it. Because when you tell people the truth, they're like, oh, you're touching me. But I want to tell them the truth because if I don't, then it's not really loving them because how much hatred that you have to be to tell somebody not the truth and send them in hell? How much hate do you have to have to not tell somebody about Jesus? Jesus is the way. And here Nahum is saying, look, the stronghold is going to judge. You better be in the stronghold. You better be in the Minecraft business or the the castle. You better be in there. Now, are we still going to do wrong things in the castle? Yes. But God is willing and able to forgive through Jesus Christ. If you don't have Jesus Christ, then there's no forgiveness. And so the Holy Spirit's in the stronghold. The Holy Spirit and God and Jesus and what is right and what is wrong. And we can have forgiveness. So, if God is in the stronghold, then he has to be good. That is the goodness of God, that he provides a stronghold. Did God have to provide a stronghold? No. Did he have to send Jesus? Nope. But he loved us enough to send his Son. And so the stronghold is good. We want to run to the stronghold. Here we go. Nahum 1, 7 through 8. The Lord is what? Good. And so if anything else is outside of the Lord or his directions is bad. Okay, there you go. All right. No gray area there. A stronghold in the day of trouble. So when we have trouble, when we have these prayer requests, when we have cancer, when we have struggles of desires, when we have... Uh, pornography struggles, when we have drug struggles, when we have drinking problems, where do we go? We go to therapy. Well, yes, we should go to therapy, depending on who the therapist is and what they believe. But anyway, and we should help each other. We should pray for each other. We should get beside somebody and help them through that. But who is the one who will stay forever faithful? God. God. And so that stronghold that we go to in the day of trouble is going to always be there. We're the ones that walk away. We're the ones that say, hey, open the gate. We're out of here. It says, and he knows those who take refuge in him. But with an overflowing flood, he will make a complete end of its sight and and will pursue his enemies into darkness. If we have an enemy, if we have a demon that we can't get rid of, who do we go to? Jesus. Look at Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32. Oh, they're having fun down there. Good job. All right. The stronghold is good. Here we go. Ephesians 4.32. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in what? Christ, God forgave you. So if the stronghold is good and we want other people to come to the stronghold, guess what we have to do? We have to forgive. Do they deserve it? No. But that's why mercy and grace The world shakes their head and like, what are you doing? I'm having mercy and grace because Jesus had mercy and grace on me. I mean, if God accepts me into the stronghold with all the sins that I have on my back, and he took them off and he put them on the cross, then how dare I even have an idea that somebody else can't be with Jesus because of what they've done to me. I'm telling you, God is good even to our enemies. But when he comes back, when Jesus comes back, there's no like second chance. You get thousands of chances now to forgive others and to love others. There's no chance when Jesus comes back. There's not like, oh, well, you had all the... I'll give you one more chance. No! You've had millions of them. Every time you breathe, you have a chance to come to Jesus, to forgive, to help, to love, to have patience. You have the time now And so the stronghold is good. He is right. He is in righteousness. He is awesome. He is powerful. And Nahum says, go to the stronghold. Because why? The stronghold will not be defeated. Everything in this world is defeated. I mean, I have issues of being defeated. I feel like a really small ant up here when I preach. Because I'm, I'm preaching God's word. He is mighty. He is awesome. He is powerful. And yet, why did he pick me of all people? The stronghold will not be defeated but we are able to defeat the stronghold of the devil and his schemes with whose name jesus jesus name is powerful so powerful that we can say all right demons skedaddle. in the name of jesus get out and they have to leave why because it's jesus not because of us Right. Yeah. it's because of jesus and so here's nahum uh, chapter one nine through ten Whatever you devise against the Lord, he will make a complete end of it. <laughs> I love that. Isn't it great? That brings me hope. There are nations upon nations, even America, against God, face forward, just hurting his people and just saying, ah, who cares about you? We don't even believe in you. Ah. Whatever you devise, Whatever the nations, whatever a person, whatever a group of people devise against the Lord, it will come to an end. Don't worry about that. We have hope in Jesus, and when when he seems it fit, he will cut it off. We just need to love them and forgive. Look at this. Distress will not rise up twice. Like tangled thorns and like those who are, are drunken with their drink, they are consumed as stubble completely withered. What do we do with stubble in a campfire? Oh yeah, we burn it, man. Shoo! I love campfires. Especially when they're wet and they're all smoky and Kay's like, I'm going inside. I'm not sticking around here. I love campfires. Right, JT? JT knows how to build some campfires. If you're over at a house, yes. And it consumes everything, literally. Even the rocks sometimes. I'm telling you, that's what God is. God is a consuming fire. He will either purify you and make you better, or he's going to judge you and you're going to wither. And so 2 Corinthians 10.4 says, The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. Uh, On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Which strongholds? The devil's strongholds. We don't have to have those desires anymore of the world. We don't have to have those sins that bog us down. We can say no to them and stop it. Is it hard? Yes. Can we do it with Jesus? You better believe it. We don't need an A-bomb or a hydrogen bomb or an atomic bomb to destroy the devil's schemes. We just need Jesus' name. And so our stronghold Jesus as a stronghold will not be defeated, but everything else will. And so if it's going to be defeated, we have hope in our stronghold. He, he, he helps us in everyday life. Then why don't we talk about it more? Look at Nahum 115. Oh, this is, this is wonderful. Behold on the mountains of the feet of him who bring good news, who announces peace. Celebrate your feast, O Judah. Pay your vows. Never again will a wicked one pass through you. He is cut off completely. I'll oh, see, Nahum was going to Nineveh and telling them these things. They should have been rejoicing. Like, oh, God's going to protect Nineveh if we come to repentance. If we follow God, then we don't have to worry about any of our enemies. And they said, whatever. And they kicked Na- Nahum out. But just think about that. How beautiful are the feet. Hmm of those who bring good news look at acts chapter 4 19 through 21 this is good right here i gotta put my shoes back on but peter and john replied which is right in god's eyes listen to you oh this would be awesome if i was like uh you know sitting with the president and we're talking and i'm you know i'm loving him because you know i'm supposed to love my enemies and i'm 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 hugging him and we're 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 debating on things and he says well you know I'm, i'm gonna make a law uh, that uh, you can't worship God anymore. <laughs> I'm not listening to you. No, sir. And here's Peter and John with the ruling judges, with the ruling Pharisees and Sadducees, and they're saying, oh, well, we're going to beat you, we're going to kill you, we're gonna, we, you do not say Jesus' name anymore. <laughs> they're like, what? Uh, which is right in God's eyes, to listen to you or to him? You be the judge. As for us, we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. And further, threats, they let them go. They could not decide how to punish them. I love that. How are we going to punish them? If we punish them in front of people and they believe in Jesus, then we're going to be criticized. But if we don't punish them, then people are going to rise up. How are we going to do this? You know, it's probably like hours and hours of debate. And Peter and John are sitting there going, I'm really hungry. How about you? And they're like debating for hours and hours. How to punish these guys? Because all the people were praising God for what had happened. All they did was heal somebody in Jesus' name, and Pharisees decided, and "Like, oh, got to bring him in. Don't do that again." Nope, we're going to preach Jesus, even if it's illegal. Isaiah fifty-two-seven says, "How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who brings good tidings, who proclaims salvation, who says to Zion." Your God reigns. And then in the New Testament, I'm telling you it's something about feet. I don't know. Romans ten fifteen, And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? Let's see. Uh, Katie and I lived in uh, Cambridge, Maryland, and we prayed to come up here, and God sent us. As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. I like that, because have you seen my feet without socks on? You don't want to. But God says they're beautiful. When you start teaching people about Jesus, when you start going out, when you start a missionary, when you start missionary work at your school, at your job, at your friends, at your families, because missionaries just doesn't have to go like, overseas to be a missionary. You know you could be a missionary to your neighbor. To bring good news to them, God says your feet are beautiful. I love that. Nahum said the same thing. Our feet are beautiful of one who brings good news. And instead of holding on to the good news and holding on to the stronghold, Nineveh was destroyed. I don't want you to get destroyed. I want you to be with Jesus. I want you to stand on the rock. Stand on the mountain. Here's the good news. In the beginning of the world, Adam and Eve were told one rule. Not to eat of the tree of good and evil. They disobeyed. Sin entered the world. The world suffers and we suffer. There's tornadoes, there's hurricanes, there's fires, there's evil in the world because our hearts are evil above all things. And so there had to be a plan to bring us back to God. It was devised all the way back in the creation. If you read the first three chapters of Genesis, it actually talks about Jesus. Jesus came as a human and God at the same time. He lived a life without sin. Because we could not do it. And because Jesus lived a life without sin. He was crushed for our iniquities. And he was crushed for our sins. He was hung cross. And because of him hanging on the cross and dying for our sins and raising to life on three days after, we can have a relationship with God again through Jesus Christ and have the Holy Spirit so we can say no to sin and live for him. And we put our faith in Jesus. That's the first and foremost that Jesus saves. And so if we don't have faith in Jesus, nothing else works. And once we put our faith in Jesus, we are moved to do things. It might be years. It might be months. It might be in the same minutes. I don't know. But we repent of our sins and say, we want to move towards you. We want to confess that Jesus is the Lord and the Savior of our life. We want to be immersed into water as a picture of Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. And then through all that, we still have faith until we see him face to face. Guys, that's the good news. Nahum pointed to the good news of the stronghold. If you want the stronghold, if you want to be in the stronghold, if you want to have the relationship with God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit, the God of the universe, the God who spoke you into existence into your mother's womb, come to Jesus. I don't know. It, 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 everybody seems like it's hard, but it's not. It's just about Jesus and about changing your life. And he gives you a helper anyway, the Holy Spirit. So we have actual power to, to do that through Jesus Christ. And so the stronghold will bring judgment. The stronghold is good. The stronghold will be will not be defeated. And the stronghold will be talked about no matter what the law says. So let's put Jesus' name in there. Everybody read it with me with Jesus' name. Jesus will bring judgment. Jesus is good. Jesus will not be defeated. And Jesus will be talked about. Come to the stronghold. He's the strongest thing on earth and in heaven. Let's pray.